one podcast number one twenty eight, the one after the Regina Classic, one of the best tournaments that we've had in a long time. Obviously, due to the COVID pandemic, um, we're gonna go over lots of stuff today. We want to get our guest in, obviously the Regina Classic champion, in here right away. So we're just gonna go over our quick sponsors. You become a Patreon at patreon.com slash 5pinuniverse for as little as $2 a month Canadian. Jordan Shoots. <laughs> Jordan Shoots joined up. He did, yeah. That's He's awesome. on there. Um, yeah, and help us bring these weekly podcasts and all these press conferences and all this fun stuff that we get to do um, help push media for 5pin bowling. And of course, All-Star Bowling Sales, our sponsor once again for this week. They've been amazing helping us out and bringing us, uh, allowing us to give giveaways. Speaking of, what's our giveaway going to be today? What you should we, the, what should what we, we gonna, go with? What, what, what's the hashtag? The, the hashtag? Robbie Wolfson bends over Tim. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Might be a little, uh, a little aggressive. Yeah. yeah okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> Tim gets buzzsawed. How's that? Yeah. Okay. That's better. There we go. I'm I'm hashtag Lenny wins. Lenny sure. is the champ. Yeah. That, that's uh, yeah. that's a good call. That's a little bit more appropriate. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> Lenny wins. Yeah. You might have to show people what it looks like. Yeah. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> Lenny wins. There we go. Let's share that real quick so everybody can see it and. But you're right, Dexter. He totally did. And we'll get uh, to that part. We yeah, will get to that part. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. that was the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, hashtag Lenny wins gets you into the all-star draw for um, a prize that all-star will be giving at the end of this podcast. Oh, what else do we got going well, on here? Spoiler alert. Yes, Lenny spoiler. won? Yeah, 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 we yeah, early announcement. Early announcement. <laughs> hey, we'll uh, shoot the all-star commercial here, and then we'll bring Lenny right in. to congratulate you on your second Regina Classic Championship. Well, thank you. Nobody's more surprised than me. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I, 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 well, well, no, I'm sorry. You should, if I you don't think listen, you should If you listen to the press conference, he didn't even think he was going to play that well. <laughs> no, he says that before every tournament. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I know I got, I know I've had good, uh, you know, good results in the past there, so I thought, well, Maybe I catch lightning in a bottle, and if I start bowling good, that all the good memories come back, and that's kind of what happened. So, yeah. so have you have you decided what you want to spend your money on? Maybe a new computer? Uh, no. 
So if people can hear that, uh, Lenny's computer is a little bit quieter today than it was at the press conference. It sounded like he was on a jet plane, but uh, hopefully it holds off for him today. <laughs> Tracy, stop vacuuming, yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe, I'm wondering if it was last time I had the door closed because I thought, well, I don't want, they were listening in the other room and I thought they don't, and I'm just mm. wondering if the door closed made a difference and made it louder in here, I don't know. Yeah, maybe a little bit of an echo, maybe? Who knows, who knows? So... Where do we want to start? Let's go. Let's go to the Thursday trios. Did anybody play Thursday trios? Well, no, we did the yeah, the Thursday qualifying shift first, didn't you? Oh, By the that's minute, right. Yeah. The Thursday yes. yeah, let's go. Let's go that route. Who played the morning shift on Thursday? Uh, yeah, let's I pull did. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did, and uh, yeah, and uh, I just know I was I was playing that shift and uh, just not playing very well, not not doing one thing or another, you know, when I tried about three or four different lines and then I think it was about game five where I decided to uh, go back to the original line that I started with and everything just clicked um, and I, I have to admit like I got away with it was it was sickening how much I got away with I found a line I found a line and I said that's a nice line to go into the left pocket <laughs> let me just take over I know that's bad sorry <laughs> She's gonna blow. But Len, you did have a, a three, you had 378 in game six and 398 in game seven. Do you remember what they were? Like, was you had a like an eight bagger to finish or a six bagger yeah, to start? Like, uh, or like... um, on the 378, 378, I think I started with seven in a row and then it, I punched a head pin, went through the hole, and then took three. So I was like, because then I struck out after that and I'm like, Jesus, I threw 11 strikes and I didn't even get a 380. That's to do so yeah yeah but every one of those strikes was on the left side and i thought i felt really really good i said i'm really locked in and i was playing with taylor michelle and i told him that i said i feel really good and then we went to 15 and 16 and i was using the same line and i threw a 398 and i think maybe one strike stayed on the left side they all went across to the right but i was oh, like wow, yeah. that if they're working i ain't going to change it absolutely you know, yeah. it's going yeah. freewheeling at that point yeah <laughs> And then yeah. uh, finished off with a strong 180 the last game, I think it was, or something like that. <laughs> the coast in. It was nice yeah. when you're sitting with a 2100, though, before you're shooting your last game. Exactly, right? yeah. Setting your mark. I remember driving down, guys, on Thursday, and there's conversations, and guys were you know, predicting how many people are going to make the cut on Thursday. And I think that the number was like, there's going to be 12 guys over 270 or 280. And it was just like, that's a, that's a high number on a Thursday shift. But here we are turning out, and I guess there was um, – you know, seven guys that made the cut, but there was, you know, 10 guys, 11 guys that shot really well on Thursday afternoon. John Moans, right, 23.82 on, on Thursday afternoon. Reagan Spruill was 23.79. Taylor Michelle, 23.01. Brian Askin, like, everybody must have been looking at the scoreboard and thinking, wow, scores are going to be big. Len, did you feel that in your shift that day? Like, that was that kind of like, guys, there's going to be some go time here. Um, yeah, I, I don't – I. I didn't really feel anything in that shift. I just thought, you know, scores were going to be high. I expect them to be high. And then I assumed I was safe and, you know, and everything was good like that. And then I tell you what, my eyes got opened up, though. I, I couldn't believe how the scores went crazy, at least for us in the uh, in that three-part event. Uh, I remember commenting. I told Tracy, I said, well, Brian and I have both played. It looks like we got enough to make the cut already. So there's no reason why we shouldn't play well. And it was just... That was probably the uh, the simplest that I've, like the easiest that I found bowling ever. Like I was just could not believe how easy everything was coming. But yeah, when when you're saying you're you're getting away with everything, that that comes with doing the ball well. 
right? I mean, you're saying it's sickening, but like that's that's good result. If you get if you get rolling out of your hand, you can get away with everything as long as you throw in the ball right. So, um, yeah. good on you. That's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a nice right? feeling when you it's a nice feeling when you get locked in like that. It's just, yeah, like, just free. And I remember commenting there was about two games. I think uh, I think just the start of the step ladder, the first game we were playing against uh, uh, Kerry Snyder's team, and I remember commenting to the uh, Paul Lauren was watching us, and I, I remember telling Paul, I said, I said I know that like everybody on my team was playing well. I said, but I really wish the match play would start right now. I said I'll I'll never feel this good for the rest of the weekend, uh, and I never did. Like I, I played well on Sunday, but I did not, never feel as locked in as I did on that uh, weekend. And Brian, Brian and Darren were both bowling amazing. Yeah. So we, re- we really, with the exception, I guess, in the final was close, we really had a, a stress-free night. We were, uh, we were never in doubt. We ended up winning three of the four pot games for the teams, and we ended up winning uh, two pot games individual. So, it was, yeah, it was, it was a good night. Yeah. And then I remember course, looking, you know, that team, looking at the stats, too, and thinking, is this a no-tap tournament? And guys are like, no, 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 it's regular. And I'm like, the scores are massive, yeah. right, in the trios. Because we didn't get there until 10 o'clock later that night. We were watching it. Like, the scores are huge. Yeah, uh, I, I know I commented at one time after five games, we had, I had, I think, 14.95, and I was the low man on our team. Insane. So, so why is that, guys? I mean, and, and, and like, why was the scoring so good? Was it, I mean, the lane conditions were absolutely fantastic, right? Um, yeah. That seeing that machine that he that that Don Salmon showed me, so kudos to the to the bowling center and Don and yeah. and Kevin and Warren and the crew there. I mean, you know, hats off to them, unbelievable. But like, why is it? Is or is it just everybody's mental preparation, their ability that when they can get locked in, all of a sudden, it, it's just it's it's go. Or, or like, what are some of the reasons why it was just it catered to such high scoring? So for for me, I really think that um, first of all, you have an obviously the highest caliber of bowlers coming in from across the country. Um, and then and then you have lanes that are super consistent. Every lane basically moves exactly the same. The approaches are basically exactly the same. Um, as long as you don't go, don't go walk up top or something, that come back down, and, you know, that's when you might get hit by the sniper. But the, the approaches are, like, super good. The lanes are super consistent. But the biggest thing I think there is the fact that every ball works. Yeah. Every ball works. Um, you know, you could throw from the right and it'll work. You can throw from the left, it'll work. Um, Good point. You know, your your speeds, it, it's the same for all speeds. So um, I think the biggest thing is that everybody can go into that center and just throw the way that they want to right away. And um, there there doesn't have to be any major adjustments or anything like that or trying completely different lines or balls because everything just works. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. Like, yeah. You're kind of a handicap in yourself if you're actually – going for one pocket like it, it was nice when you start free flowing and you like you know you literally start thinking just put it in between three pins and if it hits the head pin it's going to be good and it was uh <laughs> wrong jeff it just took off again yeah. <laughs> it's when he talks because then the microphone starts to work and here's the sound <laughs> that app yeah. kicks in <laughs> um so, yeah good. no you're you're completely right lynn like it you didn't see a whole bunch of blow-throughs or anything like that, right? Like, there was lots of deflection out there, and it was, it was weird seeing, I don't know, it, you just expected bad breaks, and there wasn't a ton of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say, I, I didn't see, I didn't see a ton of, like, Well, Taylor Michelle, sorry, was a bad break that we lost yeah, in the yeah. finals. That one. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to that part, but that was definitely a bad break. Yeah. 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 
Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't remember it being like super easy either. I just think it was like really consistent. You know, you're still gonna leave a, you know corners. You're still gonna get a, a blow through here and there if it goes in a touch thin or some power chops. It's not like you just hit the middle and get away. It's not. You can't compare it to like Bonnie Dune or something like that. But I really think that consistency and the fact that it's fair for everyone is really the difference maker. Yeah. <clears throat> I, you really almost treat it like a no tap tournament where you just you feel so penalized if you miss the middle just because it's like it's not that i just missed the middle i probably missed a strike but every time you get it there if it's not on if it's not right on the beak you're telling yourself out of your hand it's got a chance mm-hmm. yeah we, we have to give kudos to donnie salmon he does a lot of work on those machines right he does um, and he obviously. worked his ass off throughout the tournament too trying to make sure the machines yeah. are working and yeah yeah yeah, that was Donnie cool to see that on Thursday night of the automatic uh, conditioner oiler, right? And you, you know, walked in front of it and saw how it sprays and buffs, sprays and buffs. And it's just, you know, very cool system that they've done to condition their lanes. He says, obviously, they, they don't do it as frequently as they on leagues a couple times a week. But on yeah. tournaments, it was every every night he did it, right? And yeah. that made it, you know, you yeah. knew what you were made, getting. Made it consistent, right? Yeah. So I think you, you said it earlier, Dex was that you said it earlier was that the lanes were so conducive to so many different types of shots whereas a lot of places we've talked before is it's really good for the hard thrower so you got to be a little soft you got to come from the side but but you know golden mile was was good for a lot of different shots so you you got you got away with a shot didn't work you i yeah i can't think of a person where a shot didn't work they either punched or they missed if they were struggling but i i don't i can't think of anybody that was like ah just getting roasted all the time yeah, there's no roasted. You're right. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Anything well, even, else? Yeah. Go ahead, Carrie. I was just gonna say it. Even like watching the Thursday uh, trios there, there was guys hitting it absolutely on the beak, and they're bombing strikes. It didn't. It didn't have to be in the pocket. That was kind of the the catch, right? Like you you could hit it high as long as you had a little bit of angle or lots of fingers, you could bust out a lot of the strikes or get away with a corner pick it move on right yeah. yeah it was it was different um so if we're looking at finishing up on the thursday shift we had guys like that didn't make the cut you know taylor mccall ryan o'callahan jessica bear was the 270 mitch davies dex you you both thursdays snyder danny bear right sam you know going down the list scott Hulkabold, we'll give him a shout there thursday afternoon craig degrazia um, played that day as well Greg DeGrazia through that day, but not well on that. Yeah. Two fifty. Yeah, two fifty, right? You know, but yeah. you knew Greg was ready to as many shifts as he needed to. But it's crazy you look at two fifty, you're like, that's that wasn't good. Yeah. You right. know? Yeah. It just cause what where does two fifty put him? Yeah. Like a hundred and fiftieth? Yeah. Oh uh, who knows on yeah, the overall. Well, like that was literally just an consolation with two fifty. Oh, not yeah. even close. Two seventy barely make consolation. Two 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 fifty was one twenty one. One twenty one altogether. So that's pretty crazy. good, guys. Hundred and twenty people over two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. What was the total number of entries? Uh, two sixty, I believe. Two fifty eight. Yeah. Well, it's two fifty eight, but they have the two duplicates that were crossed out and not numbered. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So, so two sixty. Yeah. So then um, on Thursday night, obviously, Len, you guys won with with uh, Brian and Darren, but. Uh, Dwayne Gillardi, Sam, and Lonnie Akers were second. Chris Bradford, Mike Wist, Brad Moan, third. Uh, Riley, Riley Nelson, Jeff, right? So, 
Mitch Davies, that was uh, Mitch, Adam, and Greg were seventh place in that one. Hey, they didn't. Uh, they didn't well, they, they, they ended up making it to the final. Though. That's who we beat in the final. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that was the not. average for the, That's right. So that was the qualifying. That, that was the qualifying. top eight that qualified. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, that's right. You guys beat Mitch, Adam, and, and Greg. Remember, that's right. Yeah. And that was hmm. a big game, too, there. 942, 870. Well, I think they stopped, but I think they would have had a nine as well. It's just that they were pretty much locked out. But yeah, I was going to be a 900 nice. Absolutely crazy. I don't even then, think I actually looked at those stats. Uh, so then back at it on uh, Saturday morning. Now, Tim, you bowled Saturday morning or Friday morning, sorry. Uh, you had the high shift yourself, the 2305. But look at this game seven, game eight, 321 and 400. So a 720 double to finish. You had a 340 and a 290 game two and three, so you were playing okay. Yeah. Um, but then obviously, and even 284 in game six got things locked in and threw some big ones there. Yeah, yeah, what? I played played super well. If you watched me play the the trios, I mean, I just showed up. You can say that was absolute dog shit. Um, but uh, first game on on Friday morning, I was playing fit. It. it Lenny can attest. Uh, you go in that place and you play 15, 60, 1 and 2 right away. You, it's either going to be a great shift or it's going to be a bad shift, right? And uh, so you play, play 15, 16. I struggled a little bit, but I got on. And then on 1 and 2, I played super well, th- shot 340 and gave me 560. So I was like, okay, that's a, that's a good start, right? And then uh, just try to maintain it. The, two, the, the low 2, I think, had 5 or 6 punches in that game. And then I said to myself, I was talking to Cindy, I said, at that point I had 1,300 in nose. And I said, I got to shoot like nine. I got to shoot 900 or something to have myself a chance. And I went 280, 320. And then I went nine bagger on from the gun and pitched for 400. Not even to win a single spot. So, um, you it, weren't it, the only one to lose a single pot with a 400 this no, weekend, though. It's crazy. Yeah. But, but you know what? At the end of the day, I got double spot money. Um, we took some money away from other people. And. Uh, and you're you're just trying to make the cut. You're not you're not trying to win a single spot. You're just trying to throw the best well, game in order. To and what are you guys shift. thinking at that point too? Because Carrie, you also bowled in that shift at twenty two twenty, and you guys, uh, you know, seventh place there. Are you thinking at that point what the cut's going to be, guys? Like what number was the range already? That twenty two twenty, you think is good enough, or was that not enough? Um, when I shot the twenty two twenty before I even looked at the scoreboard, I thought it was probably going to be close. But then after we look at the scoreboard, I was sitting fifteenth after two shifts. That's not good enough. Yeah, there's three no way. Right? And, yeah. Three and that's the thing. It's, it's the number. It's not the score. It's what place you're in, isn't it? Yeah. The worst part about it too is what Tim did. I did the exact opposite, right? I shot a buck seventy in game seven with. Oh, it was, it was horrible. It doesn't matter what the how I played it, but. Um, but then to come back with a 290 to give ourselves a chance at doubles, and lucky enough, Tim shot the 400 so we could scoop up some money. So that was nice. But um, yeah, I, at the end of it, it, shot 290 to finish. I thought, well, 2220, that's gotta be, that's gonna be good, right? But yeah, nope. it was just, it was just kind of crazy. Uh, some really hot shooters that shift. Uh, I remember looking over and Kerry was up there. Uh, Parker was almost 1300. Yeah, first, yeah, first was, four, and, and and they tailed off. I mean, I looked at, it, I was like, man, like, here we go again. I'm going to shoot like a 2180, 2190, <laughs> and not have a sniff of the cut again. And then I just had a really good last game, right? So, super fortunate there. 
We have Don Salmon with the 350 and then a 415 in Game 7, but then a 200 in his last one, so missing by 70 pins. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Anthony with the big finish too, right? He shot the 403 yeah. at the end yeah. to beat Tim for the high game well, and also get the 2245. You go yeah, through the leaderboard, you go through the, all, the, the, all the qualifiers, and there was a ton of people that shot 320s or 330s or 340s to finish their last game. That was the most that we've ever seen, I think, in their game eight that, that shot 330s, 340s to just push the number higher. Usually you see a dropping. Uh, I don't think myself and Akers uh, were in that crowd. <laughs> there was a lot of guys that though did Len, right? Like there was you look yeah, at these I, I mean yeah. four hundred, three thirty, even in the shift, four hundred, three thirty, three twenty three, four oh three, two ninety nine. I mean Cordell, two ninety nine, three ten, the last two to finish, twenty two, twenty four, right? To miss the yeah, cut ended yeah. up by thirteen. So yeah. crazy. The, the, the crazy part, Anthony was I was on thirteen fourteen and Anthony was on fifteen sixteen. Yeah. So it's, it's if you look at the look at our shift, it was it was pretty similar for the most part throughout the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of we kind of had the same kind of games throughout the the whole shift. And when I had a good game, he had a good game. When he had a low game, he had a low game. And I just edged him out just a little bit more each game, right? So yeah, uh, we see Greg DeGrazzi improving to a twenty one hundred. Yeah, climbing, <laughs> climbing. Yeah, you just uh, know that guy it, will find it though. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> Eric Jost, Tyson Nelson. Right. And Tyson was huge too at the, at the beginning too. Yeah, Crystal Hibner, two fifty. Ken Black, good to see him, eh? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Blake. He'll be coming out Blake. to Blake. Yeah, Shauna. he'll be coming out to Red Deer as well. <laughs> Even Mike Herbert bolting that shift. He'll need a seventeen hundred though. Yeah, it's just his warm up shift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know he's going to be there too, right? Good to see Matt Taransky yeah. out there. Obviously, not the results that he was looking for, but it was nice to yeah. see him out there. Yeah, I got to play all day with Matt, and you could just tell he he didn't find it early, and he was just frustrated. He was just trying to throw the ball at least half decent. I, I felt bad for him because it's been a while since we've seen him out and playing and stuff like that, but always nice to see a guy like that come out and yeah try and, try and play again, right? Uh, shift three, Friday afternoon. Derek Orn came out bombing. And I'm yeah. telling you, it was like 16 out of 18 strikes and just a big, tall, towering guy that throws a big lefty and just smashes the pins. It were just, <laughs> they were blown away. Like, I've never seen a guy blown away like that. 356, 317, 285 was just like, let's go. All feel to just, just gets up there and rips it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forget who was asking me on the weekend. Like, well, who do you think the hardest thrower is in five pins? I was like, it's Derek Gordon, hands down. If he wants to throw it harder, he can. That's yeah. just the way he, he throws it. And, and guys were like, well, maybe Derek Holm and stuff like that. Evan, I was like, well, they can throw hard, but I don't think anybody has the levers like Derek Gordon well, has. Well, it's, it, it's, it's height and his wingspan, and yeah, exactly. everything yeah. goes with the right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this shift, Friday afternoon, we had 12 people over – 2200 right yeah isn't that crazy there's a stat for somebody out there we had 12 people in a shift over 2200 that will we'll carry on one day of the most people over 22 but you got mm. aaron arndt there again finishing uh derek orn with a 343 right yeah. aaron arndt with a 316 Dwayne gillardi with a 402 mike hall 295 daryl bradley 318 adam weber 325 there's lonnie's 
202 yeah, yeah. friend you were talking about. Lonnie did. He was going too. 401, 297, double there. Johnny yeah. had a 375 in game seven, 278 for a 22-48, right? This is where Rob Wolfson then had 10 spot, 22-35 that ended up for the cut, right? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. 10 people in one shift, right? Yeah. yeah. 10 people in one shift made, the, made it on Friday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah and that, that's something you don't see very often anymore. You don't see, you know, you, you see the the people making the cuts. Like it's it's a pretty consistent number from each shift, and it's not often you see like three in one and ten in another. So it's interesting when all yeah. the when all of them are kind of similar in numbers. That being said, I don't know if it was uh, a letdown or the beverages or what, because just the way those shifts went and the three pair went, I was really I was really shocked at how low. The scores were on the forefront. Hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, right. The scores are really bad now, considering it was an open. Like oh that yeah, was, that was kind of the outlier of the. Right. Um, I just know our our team ended up finishing second, but we were uh, we were terrible for the first four games, and it was kind of at the point where I was like, ah, oh, well, we're just going to go through the motions. And then Kevin Holdsworth uh, looked and he came back and he said, "We're in seventh spot, but we're less than fifty out of first. <laughs> you had to have read that wrong. And he's like, no. And I was like, wow. And, you know, everybody's struggling. I guess I guess it didn't help that they uh, had the problem starting it, and it was probably delayed a half hour, and you really didn't get a warm-up before that, I guess. So, but, yeah, the scores are really low enough. Yeah, I, I blame it on the tick cats. Uh, DB played really well on our team. but uh... <laughs> hey, You showed a 10-bagger to finish too, buddy. Yeah, I think that was only ten strikes I threw, though. So that yeah, <laughs> saved them all. True, the I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> our, our team, our team actually played quite poorly. Um, we just around game five or six uh, got Kevin Holdsworth locked in, and I think, I think probably eight of the last ten games he threw five strikes every every time, and he, you know, he wasn't eating the no counts. He was just locked in. And it was kind of like, okay, well, let's just fill in every now and then something to help him along because, yeah, it helps when you get a guy going like that. Totally. Our well, team was like, John, we didn't Johnson have somebody to be able to go to. We didn't have somebody that could do all three each time <laughs> yeah. and get locked into it game after game after game. Yeah, yeah we but, were the same. We, we just kind of had like four people like have it for a little bit and let and then not have it. And there was nobody that was like super locked in the whole time. I don't yeah, think it was a perfect game, but you're right. Like the, 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 the amount of high scoring that there was at the center, I was surprised to not see 430s, 440s, you know, 415s galore yeah. in the big. I thought I thought you might see, I thought you might see like a 1200 triple in that in that event. Yeah, 100. Yeah, percent And yeah, uh, yeah but but if if you don't leave corners anyways right now at the center, right. then I guess no tap doesn't really yeah. really benefit it much. But um, yeah, actually, I think the big surprise for me for the weekend was the fact that there was no, there was no perfect game. With the amount of four hundreds and the way the scores were, and the yeah. fact that we've had a perfect game at both of the other WCBT events, I was shocked that there wasn't one at this one. Well, which is crazy. It's great for a perfect have, game pot, though. Eight, eight, eight from the guns or seven, eights, nines from the gun, though, right? There seems Tons to be a lot of them, of them. Um, even more so than you would normally see. Almost, I think a bunch of them just missed, though, right? So, so Tim, let, let's go over that. As a guy that had a chance at a perfect game going into 10, what happened? Um, as, as usual, I told myself to stay aggressive, and uh, I pitched it. Not even close, yeah. <laughs> Not even close. But I, 
it's it's crazy. I, I probably the last six or seven years, I might have like ten nine baggers from the gun, and I either plow or I hit the middle. But uh, I just wanted to stay aggressive with it, and I over over ramped it, and it had nothing honestly. Um, had nothing to do with the money on the line because real realistically, um, there was dick all like compared to previous years in there, right? Still six hundred dollars, but or whatever it was for the high, the twenty five percent of it, right? So it would been twenty five hundred dollars or something maybe. Um, yeah. But it wasn't the money. It was, it was just it was just trying to finish up a, a set. That's all I was worried yeah. about. It was a funny story. I, so my we have a TV up on the side wall, and my parents. Well, I'm sure it was Chris, but. They figured out how to put up the live stream on YouTube up on the side wall during our seniors leagues because our seniors are hilarious and they love bowling and they love following it and watching us and stuff. And so they they put up the live stream right as it was like perfect game watch, and it's yeah it's Tim up on the lanes and they're doing the fifty fifty announcement and it was like hey Tim's up there for the perfect game and then unfortunately he missed but it, the seniors loved it just mm-hmm. just seeing Tim nice. up on there. Like live on it TV, cool. it was neat. Yeah, my game five, I had eight bagger punch punch, and that was that mm-hmm. was uh, I was shitting myself, and I was camera <laughs> kept coming back to see you carry at the back corner, and I was like, yeah. it was working. I'm just keep coming back and doing my thing, and it was uh, yeah. I was like, oh shit, got got a little bit. It was a knee knocker for sure in nine, but it would have been nice. I was like, man, it would have been nice just to get to ten. Maybe the cameras come out right, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, at least you gave it a shot, right? That's all you yeah, can yeah. ask. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I gave it a shot for sure. So, old guy made the cut, boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All all, all five po- podcast members. Yeah, first time in history. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not because it's the first time that I was made a cut. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Sorry, what was that Sorry, like? Lynn, was it's it? not like making the cuts, not a great accomplishment of that tournament. Like it, it oh, just it. People yeah, gotta really great. start appreciating that. You know what? You make that cut and you go bang bang. You bowled well that week. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. And it, it was the first time. I, I, I've told a ton of people. It's like there's, there's no, there's no shame in missing this cut. It's it's not a, it's not a slight on you. You take a look at the the list of people that didn't make that cut, and it's just. You know, to average 280 over eight games, no matter what the pinfall like, is is no feat or no small feat because you know you, you just it just takes a couple punches here and there and you're in trouble, right? So um, it's and it's such a, a mentally grinding game, knowing you need to shoot 22 and a bit and, and not even just a small bit. So um, to make that cut is incredible, and if you just missed it, don't be upset with yourself because. It, it just it's such a an outlier for what for what cuts are normally for these things it's crazy and just it, keep it working kinda, right yeah. keep working because yeah. you'll you'll eventually keep it'll pay off right and i'm mm-hmm. you know yeah. proof of that you just got to keep believing and keep working and keep trying because eventually you're going to make a cut and and then you feel a whole lot different once you do right and you never want to miss another one but it's just the feeling of making a cut and being there on a sunday is the energy in the room is totally different, right? Yeah, from, from a player, second to none, right? Right, yeah. A, a player playing on Sunday, the energy from being a player is just, it's its such a cool experience. So yeah. keep working at it. If you didn't make it, you'll get there. Keep working at it. And so uh, before we get into our Saturday, there was a bunch of players that obviously hadn't played Friday or Thursday, so they were coming in, they're seeing the numbers. They were going around asking people, well, what do you think the cut's going to be? And like, after even after two shifts, people had to be thinking it's twenty two fifty. Like, 
the the yeah. numbers were just astronomical and then especially after that third shift like i i was i was expecting higher than 2250 and i was kind of laughing at jb's comment at the press conference because he's he he went real high he said like 2240 or 2244 or something like that and we're like oh there's no way it's gonna be like that but clearly like that's he's the stats man he's He's the stats man well done (laughs) well done jb it's a good pick it's a good pick and yeah. now he's working on a new statistical database that everybody's going to be able to harvest their info yeah. from. Now, like, ooh, right? Like, we just have to find a way to crack the Cubica database. We have to find a way. If anybody has yeah. some yeah. connections out there, we need the password to get into the Cubica database <laughs> so we can extract all the data. Yep. Figured our out. last two our last two tournaments are in Cubica centers, so. Uh, Regina, I know Kevin said he was going to contact Kubica and see if they could pull that data file and whatever. Um, haven't heard anything from him, but I know things are probably busy after that long weekend. So, totally. um, yeah, if anybody has connections at Kubica or knows how to pull that data file, please get in touch with us or JB Rainsberger, and we can uh, hopefully get those those numbers out because JB's been working on this this database system for quite a while and to get all the tournaments into one so you can see your ball for ball stuff it the amount of information you can pull from this would be so is that right amazing. so so regina golden mile you can't do it i mean aside from doing a printout every day or you can't even do that or how do you well, you, could, you could do that. every every single end of game go back in i mean there's got yeah, yeah so i mean that that's what we did for calgary just print out some pro score and then manually enter in every score. We did it for Not 200 fine. and some entries for that. Um, Regina would be 260. It's just, it's a time consuming thing, obviously. Yeah, sure. And you need to get some volunteers to go in and do that. Um, it does work, but if you can crack the database, that's so much easier. You could just data pull yeah. from it instead. Steltronic is really good for that. They just gave us access and it was like, actually, I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's password protected. Um, they're really good for that, but Cubica has, is pretty, pretty tight on some things. So, just gotta get them to loosen up the reins on that. Just, just a couple times a year. That's it. Yeah, that's we it. just want to go in and pull it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Saturday morning, Greg DeGrazia. Yeah, Greg DeGrazia. Yeah. yeah. You, you just know he's not gonna struggle for. Forever, that's for sure. But he's got the great attitude of I'm just I'm coming here to a tournament and I'm going to come and play, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to shoot every shift if I need to, and and eventually it's going to work because he trusts in the shot and trust in the process that he's going to do it. So yeah. credit there for sure. And Tyler was incredible all day. I mean, game seven he shot a buck eighty five, and that was with he was six or seven headpins. Like he just he just got locked in on that, but he was absolutely lights out all day. Yeah. And he started game eight with a punch or two, and I was like, "Look, like the good news is, man, you've played so friggin' well for the first six that you can afford another six punch head, uh, a six punch <laughs> one eighty five, and still make this cut. So just loosen mm-hmm. up and throw the damn ball. You know, it's, it's, it's all right. You think make an extra hundred pins there, right? Then I mean, yeah. a top qualifier, but." I wa- That's all I walked, good. I mean, what I a what a in. shift! Yeah, walked in and I saw I saw Tyler scoring. He's like, "Why are you making a ball change? Oh, I just can't hit the middle now, or I can't 
I was like, oh, shut up. Get the side like, of it, yeah. Yeah, it must be nice, eh? I'm just thinking to myself, you're hey, struggling. Hey, Tim, don't worry. He at least can make a ball change. It doesn't matter how bad <laughs> he's playing or how good he's playing. He'll make a ball change. Yeah. You stick you stick through with it. It works for you, man. It does. It does work. It's, um, it's it doesn't called, work for everybody, though. That's that's where you got it. <laughs> it's called knowing your shot. It's called knowing your shot. <laughs> okay, Superman. Yeah. But you had Justin Langrock with 23... Mike Herbert there with his 2289. Dex, oh, you had a 2255. So and Dex, you finished with a 333. And I remember you you playing too. And there was quite a bit of motion in you in that last few shots. I mean, 333, you know you make the cut by 20. Um, like that that yeah. finish was, was huge. Yeah. Um, another situation where I kind of put my back against a wall. Um, and I looked up and I was like, okay, I, need, I know I need like a 340, 330 would be nice, somewhere around there. And uh, I opened up, or I, I made a spare in seven. I was counting down, but I, I was like, ah, I, I didn't think I could get there again. And then I realized that I was, I, I was a frame ahead of myself. I was like, no, you know what? I bang out. I got three, you know, three forty there. So, um, throw the one in eight and throw the one in nine and give yourself a shot. And then, threw the first one in ten and that one felt really good. And the second one in ten was really good. And then I knew I was good then, but. Um, that's the third time this year where I've just put myself against the wall and came out with the five bagger to make it. So um, as much as it's been a struggle over the last four four months for me, at least at least in those situations, I've found it and put it together when I needed to. So um, I don't show a lot of emotion, but those moments are fun. Um, I noticed uh, you're taking more time on the lanes. That's you noticed? Oh, uh, 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 maybe on those last five shots. Yeah, you were, yeah. You were, on those last were, five shots, mostly because like yeah, my heart rate was going and my and my my hands were going a little bit too. It's like, hey, just take a second. Like, not not so much on once I've set up. That's the same. It's it's the it's a slower walk up to my to to my starting position. Just trying to get the breathing in and the calming down. I'll never stand at my starting spot long, but leading up to it, I will just to try to clear my head and. Get my uh, get my thoughts in the right spot. Both both you and Lenny are actually a little bit slower. To sh- if, and uh, I noticed that I was like, um, I don't know what it was, but it was it was. We watch enough of our bowlers travel with enough of you guys where we can pick up on those things. So Lenny, why did you change your pace? Um. Well, I I, I just really uh, I was just really struggling with the end of the tournament. Period. So just you know, I think that's where I mainly changed my pace near the end of the tournament, um, and I was just lost out there. And what it was is, uh, this was the one time where, like the way this whole year went, I kind of always just been getting injured, and I just told myself that uh, I tried, I switched balls several times because I was not gonna try and switch my rotation or switch my speed, and I because I just thought I'm just gonna hurt myself again. So I uh, I should have I should have actually tried to tried switching the line, but I just thought well it's just simpler let's try a ball that's going to break a little more or a little less let's just switch balls and I was switching from the four and seven eighths to the five inch and just you know I was basically MacGyvering it and just trying to hold it together at the end is all I was doing and, and, and it definitely should um, yeah. you don't get a chance to think about it and I didn't really think about it until. You know, until we were done and we were leaving, and I asked Tracy what time it was, and I was like, you know, she says it's like eight o'clock, eight thirty at night, whatever it was. Or I can't. It was late, anyways, and I was like, oh, I had a breakfast sandwich at 
nine in the morning and I haven't eaten since then. So you're just, you know, you're tired. Yeah. yeah and, uh, it, it, when you're not as sharp and your concentration ain't as well, like, like I said, I, it's not that I uh, take time and uh, when I, I, I don't take a lot of time because I usually have a, have everything made up in my mind what I'm going to do when I get there. But when your concentration is uh, a little slow, you, uh, you know, everything slows down, I guess. Yeah. That's amazing that you can change your ball that often and still feel fine and not get all up in your head that, um, you know, that much difference. And even with the variance between a ball, like you can change every couple of games and still have that high success yeah. rate. At the end, at the end, I, I was going through about three sets per game. Like I was changing <laughs> after three, four frames. Like, okay, I didn't like what, you know, whatever. And I would just throw something different. You know? you're, you're changing uh, your shirt too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Oh well, it worked. Um, yeah. Can can argue with the yeah. results. Oh, exactly. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that shift as well, guys. We had Ryan Bourne, uh, twenty-two fifty-one, with a one ninety-eight to finish. He tried to give it away, but uh, he ended up touched a couple shots at the end there, and good for him. Uh, emotional, and that was the one Danny Bear too, twenty-two thirty-three, and that ended up being the cut line. Yeah, he. I'm pretty sure he banged out, or he went, you know, like a turkey punch to finish or something like that too. Through some yeah. big shots coming down the line, and at that point, it was ab an absolute guessing game whether that was going to be the cut or not. And in all reality, I don't. I don't think anybody actually thought that was going to be. No, I think we thought it was going to be a couple more. Yeah. Um, the Brad Titgat, we had a comment earlier. He had a three ninety eight and a four oh five. But he also had a 196 and a 169. So, yeah, that's, I was uh, bowling with Bradley that shift. He was he was absolutely perfectly fine after four games, and then yeah, he just ran into three really bad ones and almost got it all back in the last game. Yeah, like, yeah, crazy. crazy just, yeah, just Kerry, you shot another shift there. 2161 for you, Kerry, but still, I mean, yeah. you had a, a couple of good ones, but just not quite enough. Hey, the last couple. Yeah, me and Dex were really close, kind of the same spot all all day kind of thing. And then, yeah, just the last couple of games, I just ran into some heavy hits and didn't didn't make a couple spares. And, yeah, just it yeah. is what it is. Still yeah. average 270, but not, not enough. That That's definitely something, like, we should touch on, too, is, like, you know what? Like, this obviously this tournament, with the scores as high as they were, it's about throwing a lot of strikes. But holy cow, is it ever still about making spares and picking your damn wood? Because... The, the difference between like 31st and like down there is it's it's just so tight the amount of people that were over 2200 that didn't make the cut is 10 10 people or nine people that made it over 2200 didn't make the cut like that's 33 pins that's a missed spare or, or mm -hmm. some a, a little bit of wood like as much as it's still about throwing strikes you still got to make sure that stuff it's so easy to have a shift slip away because of it uh, our Brett Hendrickson in that shift, guys. Saturday morning. 1900, though. Brett, I think Brett said that he was going to have an 1870 and be, you know, 300 pins out. So he was higher than <laughs> he, he thought that. and he was lower than he thought. <laughs> you you look at Hendo's scores um, league-wise, I know he's not nearly where he's at, but um, he brings his game for the, for the events. Right, he's he's always kicking around. He always figures something out. So, yeah, uh, Blair Pizzi, Parker again, 
Nice right, to see uh, Lenny's buddy uh, Brian Earl out there shooting again. It was good chatting with him. I, I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed uh, seeing you know, Fizzy Reams and Daryl Bailey. It was nice to see yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. The old boys club all hanging out together I, again. I, it was I'm neat. hoping that one of them was going to, you know, catch catch on fire and make a yeah. make a up, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I will point out, obviously – uh, Daryl Bailey and Lloyd Weems are best of friends, and uh, Daryl beat out Lloyd by one. Oh, really? 96, 1695. So, nice. <laughs> that breaking rates for a little bit there. Nice. Uh, and then we had shift five, but before we had shift five, we had a little bit of a, a break in the middle of that. Hey, guys? The snafu, the snafu. Well, Carrie, you had to bowl again shift five. I, t- I remember talking to Rob Wolfson, convinced him he's got to bowl again because he's a bubble boy. Don't want that to happen. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, boom, eh? the power goes out. Yeah, everybody was all warmed up, ready to go. I think they were just getting close to starting the shift. And, yeah, power goes out across the across part of Regina. So, For three uh, hours. Yeah, they, so. had to, they had to kick us out of the building due to fire code and stuff like that. So some people went back to the hotel some chilled out in the hallway in the mall and all that good stuff we were lucky enough we went back to uh the hotel had some bruna verses loosened up a little bit and uh then went back to the lanes around six call. o'clock how did you yeah well, you, you didn't come back right away but then at one point you must have said i gotta go back and have a bruna verse hey yeah you oh yeah, yeah yeah i was sitting in the hallway and i was like this this sucks let's go have some beers <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it felt a little bit like uh, Rosmere 2014. Yeah, a for those bit, who are yeah. there for Masters, and, and uh, all those people that came back were either liquored up or ready to go, right? And obviously worked for Kerry, so. Yeah, I want to a matinee. I've never made a cut before on a Friday that I could go to a matinee like all these guys do on a, fr- a Saturday afternoon. I was always ready to go. And then there's a big power outage, and I couldn't and, go. So. And, no, and you chose the movie that was specifically at 420. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> go figure. Yeah, I did. That was, that was my crutch for the weekend. Yeah, so um, the, the shift started three hours late, right? You're at 6.15. Yeah. But some big scores again right away. I mean, it ends up being five guys from Saturday afternoon. Rob Wolfson, Brad Moans, double, uh, were already in the cut line, ended up double making it. Jeff Bourne started with a 403, 295, right? He's huge. Uh, yeah. you obviously, 357 to finish, another big one, but I've been averaging 304 for the, for the shift, 375, 355. Just throwing bombs. Taylor McCaw, right, 425, 376. Yeah, has an 800 right. double in the middle there. Yeah, Too right? Crazy. You know, what uh, what was it about that shift carry that just bombs were coming later on the 320 350 370 like what well, like just smashing them it, it was kind of funny cuz uh just going into the shift i knew i was playing well like had 277 average and 270 other shifts so it was just finding that extra couple spares right so um but it i petered off in the last two games of both those shifts so uh, Weber and those guys, they took off to the casino and they showed up in the end of game three, I think they came back to the lanes and Adam came over to see how I was doing and, he, and I, I didn't have a bad start, but I didn't have a very good start. Definitely not on pace or anything like that. And Adam asked what was going on and I said, well, the other two shifts, I said I started out really good and I finished bad, so this one I'm going to start bad and finish good. And then sure enough, shoot 17.05 my last five. 
Yes, <laughs> it was amazing. It, it was just, I was playing with Taylor McCaw, and he was obviously playing really well, and not saying that that helped me or anything, but I felt like I needed to keep pace. I needed to catch catch him. He was going to be the guy to catch, and yeah, sure enough, played really well and got started, started throwing the ball really well, which I had lots of confidence going into Sunday. And then once again, Robbie Robbie plays well, and we we steal another first in doubles. So it was a it was a good payday in doubles for the not playing that well for three shifts. So well, just put like together you said, five though, games. You were play, you were playing well, but it was you know yeah. number yeah yeah nice. Uh, Wisty just outside three fifty his last well three eighteen his last game. Randy Morris set the three fifty his last game. Not enough. Brad Tit yeah, get so another shift twenty one eighty three like. Yeah, so we could talk to Randy about Randy Morissette there. Mm-hmm. He uh, yeah. he had a full chance to get in his last two balls and unfortunately missed the middle, and I think he missed again on his He's last ball to let Danny in. And then Randy comes back in the morning and takes consolation. So 30-second yeah, like, guy gets in. Uh, yeah, him, him and Brad Tickat were massive decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah huge. And and the neat thing was, so yeah, so he misses the cut by throwing the strike and then going five through the hole. And then he's in the consolation, and I think he goes his first his first ball in ten, he goes five, and now he needs points. And, but all he needed was like, you know, three or five on the next shot. You heard the um, three pin, yeah, I was like, yeah. And I'm like just throw it into the wood. Aim, aim for the three pin, right? And he threw it, and it, it goes outside. It hits the outside head pin, but it clean, makes the spare. And I'm like, oh my god! But it's so crazy that like after being in that situation, the night before you come in the next day and be in the same position again and exercise your demons right away. I mean, that's best case scenario because you know what? You you don't you don't do that. That that may weigh on your mind for a long time. But he comes out and he exercised it right away and now it's not even a thought again yeah nice I thought it was uh, I thought it was very interesting um, I know they planned on doing the Celt, uh, the, the uh, consolation in the morning anyways they would have had to because of the power out but I said it was really interesting because I really think whoever wins the consolation is probably favored in that first match against the high qualifier you've got your right. three game bin you're feeling fresh you know and like good on good on uh, uh, Taylor for coming through and winning that first notch, but I, I was just like, man, it really didn't matter who was coming out of it. With the scores where I said, are you gonna are you gonna favor the high qualifier over these guys who are all hot right now today? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're exactly right. I said the same thing too. I, I was wondering if that was going to be an advantage. Um I know I, I thought yeah, if I was uh the winning consolation I would like that. Because you're running on a high, right? I, and yeah. we were talking about it I was talking to Kevy about it. I said I'm looking at that as a TPC thing. Is this an option for us, right? And obviously, I think it very well could be, right? And uh, so makes things a little bit better. So it was it was a good idea for them, and it worked out well, I thought. so. I thought it was good too, right? Then you don't have to stress about doing something the night before. You get a lot of people in the building too, Sunday morning, right? Gives the guys, and you still finish by 8 o'clock. Um, yeah, I, I support it. We were talking about it quite a bit at length, of the, the pros and cons of it, but definitely, definitely see how it worked out for Regina. Yes, yeah, so Warren's in here and show showing what Randy made from that constellation. He just raked in from the constellation. So one thing that's really neat with 
Regina is that whoever was 32nd gets an entry into the next next yeah. year's tournament right away. So that's kind of cool. So he gets that and then wins consolation. So he gets the qualifying money and wins a single spot. That that's a solid morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's wow. Let, now let's go to work. Yeah. Um, I I do have to say a story that I like to share in. Um, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but uh, it was it was, we're watching. I was watching the Saturday afternoon shift. Um, again, like just like Daryl, it's weird not having to throw a, a shift on a Saturday in a long time. And uh, it's great to see a lot of these older players that are still very good to play. And Parker Anderson comes up to me, and Parker's like, "Who the hell is this Jeff Bourne guy? <laughs> Who the hell is this Jeff Bourne guy? Like, never see him throw." He, I thought he was going to shoot 400, and he's like, yep, that's it, whatever, because it's Jeff. Like, I don't know who this guy is. All of a sudden, he backs up with 300. He's like, who the hell is this guy? I was like, man, you have no idea. You have no yeah. idea who this is, right? So it was, it was really great to see, like, Jeff out and a bunch of other people we haven't seen forever. And obviously, um, Parker needs to watch the podcasts, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, throws good. throws a yeah. <laughs> just a bomb of a shot too though, Jeff, and yeah. runs it out. Got I I love I love watching yeah. Jeff. I was telling the guys earlier, if there's a guy that comes up to me and starts saying stuff, I, I instantly laugh because I think he's just funny and he has my kind of humor and I just I he, he, kills he me. might be the most eccentric human being I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> just, he is unique to himself. It's 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 absolutely hilarious. I don't think I don't think the apple falls far from the tree either. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no you're sun, yeah. you are absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They are cut from the same cloth. That's oh, for sure. very interesting. Those, yeah, those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, good, Cam- good bocce player. Yeah. Championship Sunday we go. Yes, let's go. So 32s. Let's go. A, how about we go A side and then we'll go B side? It's easier Sounds to look good. at the stats. Yep. So A side 32s. This is where you're matched up. First place 32, two plays 31, three plays that. Len, who did you play first? Taylor Michelle. Taylor Michelle. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was that match was. You know, I was throwing the ball good. I was happy. Um, and. I guess, you know, you tell yourself different things, but in about the fourth frame of the second game, I just told myself, okay, you're going to lose this, um, but you're throwing a good ball here, so just don't get frustrated and mad and then not have that ball for the next side, so just, you know, relax, because he was, like, he was throwing bombs. Um, I think I threw a 270 the first game, and he threw a 350-some, and then he was just throwing bombs, and I was like, he's not going to slow down. You're not going to be able to reel him in. Um and I just got fortunate. Like I, I think I went spare seven or spare eight bagger the last game. But he finally, he finally out of the blue, I think he popped three times. I had splits three times. So I was right. able to, to pinch a goal. But I was, uh, I was commenting to Paul Lauren. I said, after two games, I said, I'm, I'm confident I'm going to throw a nine here. I said, uh, I think uh, Taylor is going to throw a grand. And our scores were 150 score. We were 150 pins below Mitch and uh, Tyler. They were just unreal. Like they were, the scores on that set were just unreal. So yeah, Mitch, uh, as you talked about, the Mitch was nine eighty and, and blew away. I mean, Tyler was yeah, but that's nine eighty. He, he, did, he didn't finish. He, he didn't, didn't finish. finish. So Mitch, yeah. Mitch, Mitch was massive in that first round. And guys must be thinking, oh boy, here we go, Mitch Davies on a Sunday. Well, he he was. I Tyler wasn't even 
really playing that last game because Mitch was on a perfect game. That's the only reason they continued playing it, right? So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Mitch, I think, got a little thin on frame nine, I think, and he got chopped or something like that. But yeah, he was he was throwing massive, and he threw like a three, I think, a three sixty the game before. So, right. He was definitely running hot. That's for sure. Dex, you won your first match. Uh, yeah, it, I was Derek Orn. Derek Orn, yeah. Um, it, it was honestly, it was a good match. I mean, we it was it was very match play oriented. That's for sure. Um, I got like an early, but like a, a 20, 25 pin lead, so nothing major at all. But every opportunity that either of us had to like take advantage um, just didn't transpire. Whether it was a punch or a chop cherry or something like that. Every every opportunity was just kind of taken back, but uh, through a couple of the late later marks that kind of solidified it. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was just a, a grinding well, a grinding match to eight and a bit. So um, yeah. it was a good match. It was a good head to head match, but um, we could have been better. Uh, and then Kreitz, you played Danny Bear that first match. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a close match. I was up a little bit after or no sorry danny was up quite a bit after the first game and then i threw a really good second game to take a a small lead and then the third game was really good but unfortunately we ran into uh some machine problems on lane 13 there in the middle of game three and it no fault of anybody's uh i just wasn't mentally prepared and i punched and danny took advantage of it and took the win away from me where it was close all the way through he played really well uh tim you blew away Alyssa campbell yeah i played Alyssa on the one half um i with Alyssa, i kind of went in there thinking uh she can when she gets started and she's red hot you better watch out right and or i didn't or the other one where sometimes she struggles a little bit um i got the latter one uh i thought she had a chance to keep with me the first game and then she was just missing just a little bit and then uh second game i think i started a four bagger or something like that and and i had a pretty much of a uh enough of a lead but i had a i'm not used to playing out matches right but with the way the format is where the two are on the other side brad and uh robbie brad Mullins and robbie were, were neck and neck so um i ended up playing it out and letting Alyssa get some balls in right because the last thing I wanted to do was mess up their rhythm on their event match, right? So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and ironically, it was maybe we can talk about a little when we go to the 16s. Um, the first match you're on, you're going to be playing the winner of that other match for yeah. the next round, right? And I was looking, I was like, Robbie's there. I'm sorry, obviously, Brad's a really good friend. Robbie's a good friend. Um, and uh, I said, man, I don't know which one I would rather have, but head to head. I would rather have Robbie at that point, and then boy was I wrong. So, uh, <laughs> boy, right? Cause, careful cause careful when, what you wish for. Yeah, when, 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 when Brad is uh, when Brad's like in one-on-one match play, he's tough to beat, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it didn't matter which one I played, I guess. So, and, and Daryl, um, who do you have in the first round? Yeah, so I played Mike Hall. First on uh, on the I thought it was Mike Day for some reason, but it was Mike Hall. Um, and so here's here's a quick question: Did you guys know who you were playing Saturday night? Do you uh, all find out usually? I, I knew, yeah, yeah, I knew because yeah. of the the, the cup cutter. Right, and yeah. you guys did know, right? So yeah. I 
I think I knew, but I was in no position to retain it. So I. <laughs> but me, um, I honestly, guys, I wasn't really around Saturday night. I haven't made a cut in so long that I needed to sort of go and focus on me. So I took a nap, went to bed early, didn't do Calcutta, went to bed. I honestly didn't even know who I was playing. So I didn't want to be start to hit thinking in my head who I was playing and be all psyched out already. I'm going to play Greg DeGrazia first game. Fuck, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Oh, my God, right? So I just said, it's going to be who it is, so I'm going to bed, right? Good night. So when I woke up, then I kind of looked at who I was playing, and I didn't really recognize Mike's name. So I was like, hmm, that could be a good thing. And the first match, I mean, I mean, I ended up winning, which is, you know, very thankful. But both of us, a little bit of inexperience in our first match. I started with a triple, but then definitely, you know, missed a bit, punched a bit, hacked away. Mike wasn't much better than me and scored much better. So I kind of ran him out of frames near the end. I mean, ended up with a seven, you know, 33. Didn't finish, I don't think, the last frame. But um, it, it was it, it was a good first match for me, put it that way. So I was I was happy to get the win. But both of us showed our inexperience for sure in the first match. You know, it's always, it's always so tough just getting out of the first round on both sides because it's not match play. Yeah. You, you can't get into a rhythm. You can't really put heat on a guy either like it's just it's, you, it's different scenario yeah you yeah. can't you, you can't play tempo you can't play with um how how long you are on the lanes or how late or or all that stuff for some people right um but you know daryl like i, I do want to say though like you talked about not knowing i i was that way for for a while but i i've seen so many different people win so many matches that you think on paper they shouldn't win right and so i i stopped worrying about who i matched up with for the longest time um, because at the end of the day, Daryl, you can shoot 850 and somebody else can shoot 600. Oh, 100%. Everybody, makes that, yeah. everybody makes that cut yeah. has, a, has a chance to do yeah. well, right? And you just yeah, 100%. Know. I just, for me, for that yeah. that day, that night, that tournament, I was just like, I just don't want to know yeah. before I go to bed Saturday night. Fair. I just, Absolutely. I don't want to know. I don't want anything to, to ruin my thoughts and, and conflict. So I'll find out in the morning and we'll go to play. Yeah. Not going to change anything Saturday night, so... Yeah, and and then and then some some things did change, right? They were like just moving on the, um, just on the tie breaks and um, yep. who double shifted and double qualified and stuff like that. So those matches did change. Um, the funny the funny one for me was there's I went to bed knowing I was facing you, DB, on the B side, being like, yeah. well that sucks. I don't want to face him early. And then and then they come in and we we go bowl the A side and I look up and it's like. Oh, that's the B sides changed too because of where where the random numbers are, and it's like now I'm facing Mike Hall, and I well, who's Daryl facing now? And Daryl gets carry instead. It's like, oh, what are the yeah. what are the chances of that? Yeah. Well, when when five podcast members make the cut, it's probably a good chance you're going to run into him fairly early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. So second round, Tim. Uh, we all want to hear about your ass kicking, but the Rob yeah. Wilson, like well, I mean, just. I, I think honestly it was uh, it was a double whammy because I played uh, Aaron Arndt on the the B thirty twos and I was down by thirty after the first game I think and uh, he started throwing some strikes and I was I was not really going hard I was a couple strikes here and there hanging corner and I said to uh, Cindy I was like I just need him to open and he never did he shot four ten yeah. he shot four ten in game two and then he goes out and throws a, a a ton of strikes in game three. I, he probably would have had 700 for two against me. So then I was I was like, oh, perfect. And, you know, I noticed because Aaron was playing um, uh, Adam on the one side, and I was like, he shoots 600 for three. I said, I, I want to be bound to be kicked in the ass sooner or later with that kind of stuff, right? 
everybody plays that well. And then on the the A16s, I noticed on the B32s, Robbie has 600. And his match, I'm like, oh, this is just, have a feeling this is going to be good or bad, right? So Robbie said, oh, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. And then he goes and rips a three-pin in the first frame, cleans it up, and he promptly has 15 straight strikes against me. Um, <laughs> for, a, for a 720 double. And I, so... He with had those, six... He had 600 after 15 frames. Frames after 15 frames. So I look. <laughs> so between those two, I probably had 1,400 shot against me for four. And you know, normally you'd be upset about losing. I definitely wasn't. You have to be appreciative of those people who played super well. And yeah. um, honestly, uh, Robbie, uh, I can't speak enough words how much everybody roots for that guy. And uh, uh, too bad Lenny had to beat him like by technicality. Well, I would but... stick to my stomach. <laughs> Terrible, terrible, wasn't it? Like, yeah, and I don't think that's fair. It's a tough situation for both people, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like Rob. Robbie is one like a fan favorite. There's, there's nobody that can't love Robbie. He's just the most kind-hearted human being ever. But I'm bowling next to you guys on that, and he shoots the 420, and I'm like, holy cow! And then he starts the next. Well, before he starts the next game, it was like, okay, Tim. Like, I mean, I love Robbie. And I, I root for Robbie, but Tim's my brother, right? So I'm like, I got to root for Tim. And so I go over to Tim. I was like, hey, man, like, you know, he just shot 420. 90% of the time, somebody's going to have a come down after that. You know, he's he's not going to be – you don't expect him to be sharp for the first couple of frames. So, you know, get out there, jump on him, throw a couple of strikes early, put some pressure on him and work your way back in. And then he shoots a five-bagger at him, five-bagger corner or something. I walked over to Robbie and like, you're gonna buy him a vat of KY. Like this is rude. Like, <laughs> yeah. What what do you do? What do you do? You there's you there's do a difference well. between losing and getting beat. And unfortunately, he just played really good, and you got beat. Both. It Both is what it is. Yeah. That's that's match play, right? And yeah, that, that's both. that's an easy way to lose. Like you know, you live with yourself and shake the guy's hand. Like I think all of us are in the same situation where you you just don't want to hand it to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. I played uh, Dex. You played. Sorry, you played Taylor McCaw in that match, eh, Dex? Yeah, um, it, it was a it was a pretty close match all the way through. Um, nobody really ran away with it. Um, I think I was down forty or fifty going into the last game, and um, knew I needed to start out good. And I, and I made some tactical errors on the in the third game. By I was talking to Tyler Titcat before the start of that game, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna go." Five bagger corner spare because I wanted to be realistic, right? So I go out there and I start this match and I, or the, the third game and I go five bagger and then I thought I absolutely buried a shot and left a corner and I'm like I'm an I'm an idiot. Like I, I should have said I'm going to shoot an eight bagger, but, <laughs> but it came to fruition and he started off the last game with strike uh, head pan. And I was like okay, I got an opportunity, and then uh, I think he shot like a seven bagger an eight bagger after that and that shut me out so um he played he played super well um not much like i should have started playing better earlier but he he just he just matched me in the last match and and then surpassed me and that's that he played really good yeah i played john moans and that was the first sort of moment that i started seeing the regina crowd coming behind john moans i, I sort of saw because they played Johnny, he played beat Mark Johnson in the first match playing us, and he had a couple of people, but then I played him in the second. So now we're sitting at say noon, 12 30, 1 o'clock, 
and there was more crowd and we were playing on 15 16 and eventually halfway through the first sort of second game i had to go to the back because there were so many people that started cheering on every time i'm like i got to go to my own space and not be in the back not that that affected i was totally supportive of their cheering crowd and all for them but uh you know i uh I, I think i put the pressure on by throwing three or four in a row um and then in the eighth frame i think i missed or ninth I, or eighth i punched but i had like four in a row and i remember throwing i don't know if this is a lesson you guys do or, or think about but in match play you play two frames at a time i played my first shot i threw a strike and i really let the energy out it was a huge fist pump and a whoa Right. And that was something that I allowed myself to do is give the energy when I wanted to or when the body felt like it. I gave the energy it was good, but I did it in the first shot. And then I had to go up on the second still and play my second shot. And then that's when I punched. And looking back, I'm kind of thinking to myself, maybe that's a lesson to rate even subconsciously. Tell yourself, don't get all excited on your first shot. Get excited on the second shot. Right. Whether you're not doing it to fist bump the guy, you're just doing it for your own energy. Right. Does that make sense? Do you guys think yeah, about that? Yeah, and then you have, even if it's a minute, like if the guy goes up and throws a double after you, at least you have a minute to decompress and let that yeah. energy go and then go up with a, a more even keel mindset going up to the next frame, right? You give yourself I some still time felt in great in the shot, in that, in, the, mm -hmm. in that frame. I felt great, uh, but I punched, so mm -hmm. something was not right. You, or you the, still got to be a little amped up because yeah. it just happened, totally. right? I was yeah. totally amped up, right? I waited for yeah. my ball and I did all that. I, I did everything, but... Is um, the, is the yeah. adrenaline right? I think that's the hardest part is keeping your your levels there with adrenaline, right? So I think as you get older, it's surprising how much easier it is. Because um, I know probably gonna sound weird, but I used to be I used to be a yeller, a screamer, and get really pumped up, and um, and then and then I started doing exactly what you're saying there. They all started thinking about okay, let's let's just do it on you know the second shot. Or, and then, like this last weekend, there's probably 15 times where even when I have this, I'm going to end this match. I'm going to, you know, pretty much put the nails in coming up here. And I'm and I would throw the ball, and I knew I had it. And then just in the back of my head, said, "Don't even try. Just even keel. Don't do it. Don't get excited." But I, I had full intentions of, it, and then when I left my hand, I said, "Nope, nope, don't do it." No. Nope. So but that was the thing. Your body didn't let you go there, so you didn't go there, right? It's fine. I mean, it, it, and I think it does help. Like, I, I literally, this sounds stupid, but I literally, I'm in terrible enough shape right now that I could literally hurt myself celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas I've never, I haven't, not never. I, I, it's been a while since having that feeling in a competitive that I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to feel that. I want, I want to know what that adrenaline feels like. It's just now learning the time to do it and maybe not on your first shot, do it on your second shot, right? But anyways, Len, you played uh, Mitch Davies then in that match and had uh, and took care of him, 8-19, didn't finish there. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah. And then, was, yeah. It's not that that was, uh, like, that was a close match all the way through, but that was probably my 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 least stressed match. Um, right. Um, I, I, I played okay, and Mitch, Mitch struggled for, for Mitch, you know, like I think I think Mitch had two, you know, got on some rolls, and he had two corner pins there in the middle of strikes that he didn't spare. You know, that's not Mitch. You know, so it was just it, he was uh, he, he was struggling, and I, uh, you know, I was, for, I was fortunate to play him when I played him. Right. And then next round, Danny Bears when you played, and Danny obviously would have had some hometown crowd as well playing up against that. But 
uh, you finished 896, so now we're into the 900 triple moments. Yeah, and I got I got fortunate there. Like uh, I played a good first game, and he had a really good game. He had a pretty big lead on me, and um, I found it the second game and started going. I can't remember what it was, but I think it might have been a 377 or something like that. And now I had the a, a decent lead on him, and then uh, he had he got it going early, and I didn't. I uh, I struck maybe the first frame, and I I probably opened two out of three in the in frames three to four, and then. He was on a roll, and I got to the point where I'm behind him. And I just remember, I was, you know, the match wasn't going that great. And it was, again, it was the uh, seventh frame. I was done. And I said, okay, well, I, I, uh, I, threw, the, I threw the eighth, got a strike, and then I, I looked up really quickly, seeing he was on a roll. Of course, I do my pacing, so I'm not paying attention. And yeah. I know where I'm sitting. I know I had the lead. And, uh, and I just remember telling myself, you've got no chance in this match at all if you don't bang out. Um, so just, don't worry about what he's doing. Go for your walk, plan on throwing, you know. Um, I came back on, and I did bang out, and I didn't know where I was sitting, but, you know, even that last strike, I, I remember when I threw the double, I was, like, pretty happy on 10, and then I threw the last one, and I got the strike, and it was a big ball because it, it just it just gave me just enough pinfall that if he threw a corner pin spare, he couldn't beat me. He threw a strike, it was over. So it was just, and I, you know, I didn't realize it till I was done and looked. And, uh, you know, I got fortunate because he, I think he might have been on a seven bagger, and I think he, I think he blew by. Yeah, close one blew by. So it was just one of those ones where you're like, well, that's thank God, but that was just luck, you know. You need the break. That was the first moment I think on the weekend that I actually watched you bowl because we might have been opposite sides and never really watched. And uh, and it was it was just like holy man, Len is on fire and you like you just looked so comfortable and obviously clearly you were from the weekend uh, of bowling that but what I noticed Len I want to ask was you would grab a ball and start into your standing and just sort of stand there it, it never looked like you were actually standing in the same spot each time or if that ever really cared to you like you don't stand in the same spot each time you just grab a ball and no. kind of okay I'm ready to go yeah I right? really want to go, I really want to go on field I want to I want to uh and I, I don't always aim at the same thing. Like I, I, I get up there and while I'm rubbing the ball or do whatever, I'll pick out a spot on the alley that I want to hit. And okay, that's what I want to aim at. I don't know why I want to aim it, but the, you know, and usually it's relatively <laughs> close. But if that's what I want to hit, then I just get my body where I feel like okay, well, I better be standing here. Right. If I'm going to hit that, and away you go. It, it just and, feels good. I'm standing here. I feel good. I'm going. Are you yeah, trying I mean, to like this? I just, the I just second? tell myself. Yeah, your second good, or the, the release are you looking to try to the, the finish in the same spot or really it doesn't matter where i do it nope, as long as i yeah, throw the ball to the spot that i'm looking at look at that spot the biggest thing for me is look at that spot and throw a ball over that spot absolutely as as most relaxed you can be and the quicker i go like you just i know people think it's crazy but if you would go up there and uh just start throwing balls without you know you'll start mm -hmm. when you do start hitting you'll start realizing, holy shit, I hit that one on the nose. Like it, You just start getting such a wide strike range because you are looser. Now, it, it takes something to get trained to get, okay, well, trust that I'm going to hit my spot. But once you can do that, it, it, the game is a lot simpler. It just, well, it, it looked, when you were, like I was saying, watching it, it looked, this game is as easy as it's ever been for Len, and you said that earlier. Yeah. Like, it just, <laughs> this game looks easy. Like, no problem. It's, and right. uh, like, I just, I don't know how, I've, I've told a lot of people that, and um, I don't know how people feel, but I know, like, I do, I do dumb things, like when I'm watching the, 
I'm playing, I'll be watching to see uh, the other matches he'll playing. Like, I am cheering for, um, I cheer for certain people because I want to, I want to be playing somebody and have the crowd with them. I can, if the crowd's with me, I just, I just want to throw up. I love having the crowd <laughs> again. Play. You're like so, an evil, evil villain. Yeah, yeah, I like Will Robinson needs to tell me that. He's Doctor Evil. Christmas and knock the star off the Christmas tree. I, I, I said to these guys, I said to these guys, I said, Lenny, like you watch him, the whole crowd could be beside him. You know, John, I think, I think the crowd was pretty mutual in the finals. But I said, didn't matter who Lenny was facing, he didn't give a fuck what everybody else was thinking. He just, he was just gonna do whatever he was and. Uh, almost, it's it's great to see that because not a lot of us can can do that, right? So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I just, I, I just, and it's funny, like, uh, I I don't think, like, I think I got tired as the day went on, so I think that I just didn't play very well. However, the match that you watched when I was playing against Danny, that was probably as solid as I played for the rest of the day. But and I don't think I don't think Tracy really meant anything by it but she just told and, and we were just a casual conversation she brought it up she started talking about tech she's getting and whatnot and she started saying that oh yeah like uh the, the one daughter said this and the other daughter said that and i'm such an idiot that that's just that's when it started dawn on me that people are watching and right away i just said oh great they're just gonna fucking watch me shit the bed and, <laughs> and, you guys and I didn't pretty solid well self-talk, I, eh? All of a oh, sudden no. I started I started thinking about the fact that there's gonna be people out there watching and it's like <laughs> and if I fall apart, they're gonna bring it up to me and they're gonna let me know and Great. Why'd you have to tell me people are watching on live stream? Yeah, yeah like you know, I, I know they're watching, but it never ever it just never ever really hit home yeah. until she said that. And then I was just like, Oh god. And it's not like, you know, obviously the people were pulling for me, but just the fact that I knew they were watching, I didn't like yeah. that. But there's a room full of people watching. Yeah, they're but already they're watching you. That's why I'm the saying I'm hoping it. they're cheering for the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> they're still watching you. And like when, when, when the crowd is cheering for him, I'm not mad at the guy I'm playing. I do, do get, it's like, it's like I want to rip the hearts out of the people in the crowd. <laughs> that, you know, it's just uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a funny way of looking at it. But yeah. I I prefer I prefer having the crowd cheering against me. I don't know. I just that's just motivates me. I guess. Know that next time I play you, or if I ever play you, I'm gonna get the crowd cheering for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other people finishing the fours. Uh, obviously, Lennon, you played Reagan Spruill. Uh, then John Moans and Rob Wolfson are into the fours on that side. Um, 851, 795 for Reagan Spruill. Uh, and then that's where John Mowens also stopped his double sided run, is when he lost to Wolf there on that side. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. no, and that was the, the one with uh, again, I I hate having a memory because I can't let things get out of my head. Um, but I was playing him on uh, 13 and 14, just finished beating uh, um. Uh, Danny on 9 and 10. And the last time that the tournament was there on 9 and 10 at the same point of the tournament, uh, that's where I had my 11-bagger and then pitched for my 435. And then the next game, I went and played pretty much a flawless match on 13 and 14, but I ran up against Tyler, and he just dismounted. And I just had that feeling. I said, well, going to the same lanes. And I said, I just had a bad feeling on that match against... Uh, um, no, I'm trying to be sorry. 
guy from South too that I was playing. Uh, Regan. 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 Yeah, Regan. And uh, and uh, yeah, that match was the only one where I really all of a sudden I don't know what it was, but I just when I looked up every now and then because I only did it about five times, but when I looked up in that match, um, I seemed to be going about five kilometers faster. No, it could just be a different set of lanes. I don't know, but yeah. it's yeah. the ball sure it sure felt like a lot. Like I was like I couldn't stay down. I was standing up because I was going so quick, and uh, yeah, I just was throwing the ball harder there, and it was just didn't really get anything going there. But uh, I got lucky, five bagger near the end to kind of, you know, but that was a uh, that was a uh, one ball match the whole way. So it was, you know, it's like when you throw a really bad match, like what Robbie and I have, you don't get really any time to relax. You're under stress on every shot. So I just yeah. want to go back to the start of that statement. Um, did you say you went eleven bagger pitch for four thirty five? Oh, sorry, four forty five. Yes, that was last <laughs> uh, the last time. Yeah. Okay, because if it was four four thirty five, that was a real 45. bad pitch. <laughs> it was a real bad pitch. <laughs> it was like, did he go eleven bagger gutter? No, I just <laughs> off the I'm angle insane. or something. I'm or insane what? right now. I too. It was it was eleven bagger pop. <laughs> okay. It was the pop, yeah. They, I, you know, it was the last. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to clarify. Hey, give him yeah. a break. It's been ninety minutes since he has cookie. Yeah, that, that's true. He's doing very well. No, 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 no. Okay, then let's go to the semifinals. There, Rob, and uh, you played Rob Wilson, and yeah. you guys tied the match. Uh, explain to the viewers how the finish to that came. Now, can't remember. Oh, I. Uh, well, I, I didn't, you know, we didn't play a good match, but Robbie really struggled the first game. Um, he just really did, and uh, I think I got about a 50 or 55 pin lead on him or something along that line. Um, second game, again, it was we were kind of going different directions. I was a little bit more comfortable first game. I think I banged out to get that lead. Then we didn't play a good second game, but I actually think I extended the lead a little bit because I obviously beat him, but, you know, it wasn't a good match. And I just remember thinking to myself that, I hope he doesn't find it because I knew I still did, you know, I had a lead. I was comfortable, but I, I was lost out there. And, uh, yeah, I didn't find it. And he really did. And I was just lucky enough that I was sitting back and, um, but thank God he had this lead because I still got, you know, I still got control, still got control. And then I remember, I think with two frames left, I think with two frames left, uh, he had an open and I was working on a spare. We both had two frames left and I was up about, and there's something along that line and i remember thinking to myself okay i've got it you know then he threw and i can't remember what he threw in his ninth but i just remember oh i think he threw a strike so i had two frames to go and i knew i could lock him out and end the match right there and i just remember that well you, you know you got to have to do something and i went up there and i um, punched and i don't know i think i cleaned up i think i took 15. then i now it's really desperate i said you really need a you really need to get a double or something there and I went up and I threw a ball left and left corner pin. And yeah, I didn't spare it. And uh, just threw the last ball, picked up 15, didn't think any of it, took my shoes off. I was quite confident that I was going to be done. Um, and then when he went up there, he went up there and he, you know, he threw a head pin. And I looked and I'm like, no, yeah, I guess I got life. But if he goes and picks a side here, it's over. And, uh, and then when he went up and he, missed the three pin and got the two pin and then i was like wow now it's then you, you do the math really quickly like he needs to take a side to find me and then i was you know and i i i honest to god when i was even, now i can reflect on it but at that moment 
I said, well, who won two games? Like, I, I literally, you know, you're worried about where the total was. I wasn't worried about how it got there. I did not mm-hmm. realize I won the first two games until they said that. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I'll be honest, Lenny, I don't know if anybody knew. We were all sitting in the corners like, oh, I knew. Who, who I won the games. Who won the yeah. games? We're sitting there, and, and then until until like Robbie came back and you guys shook hands, and then Rob, Robbie showed his emotion. We, I was sitting back there. I didn't have a clue who won that match. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it, that's just a terrible way. It's, you know, I understand they've got to do something, but I'm like, I said, it's it's a pretty random thing. It's, it's, it's really only yeah, it doesn't happen very often, does it? A tied match, especially it, down in a semifinal, too. Yeah, it's just yeah. a point in the point of the tournament where it's it feels a little bit different and. It was in the thirty twos. Everybody's like, "Okay, I guess that's it, right?" Yeah. But when it's in the, that point of the match, right? Yeah, because I think he went chop, deuce, miss in frame eight, and he threw a strike in nine, and right, and then he went head pin, deuce five or whatever. But crazy, crazy finish. Like, uh, it's no different in your aces, Lenny. When you won against Brad Moans, <laughs> you have a flair for dramatics, right? So and I have to admit, uh, uh, I you know just like you know you. First of all, I feel terrible for Rob, but obviously on the same time, in the back of my head, I just thought, well, the way you feel, I just thought I can kick the ball down the final lane now because I don't, I'm on a total free roll there. I don't mm-hmm. need you know, well, so it we, makes the final a lot easier. And not that I threw great in the final, but it just makes it a lot easier to throw that because you're just like, um, this is now house money type of thing. Well, yeah, never, we always say that you got to get tournaments, right? So, that, you that, do at some point then. Yeah, you can't yeah, always shoot as lucky as that is. There's always one dog match, and then you got to find your way back after it. But that's those are the people you see. You see the the person that wins that match. You're like, see. And I always say for me the biggest. Beat. I always say the most important match, the biggest match you'll ever play in the tournament, for me is your first match after the match after your first loss. That's the most important match you'll ever play in the tournament. And yeah. uh, like you know. I, uh, I I happened to run into Mitch on that one because um, I I was I was devastated with like uh, I was playing um, Ryan Bourne and uh, neither one of us were playing very good and uh, but I had control of that match the whole way and uh, you know I remember looking there's five frames left and it was pretty much like well it's over he pretty much has to you know he'd have to almost bang out from here and yeah and. As it was going, like, you know, he threw a couple. He even got a, you know, got one or two, maybe lucky break, but he threw, right, threw the ball where he had to, and he was getting emotional, and I was like, good for him. But I thought, it's irrelevant. This match is over. Um, I think I was in a point where I needed to throw 100, 110 for four frames to lock him up. Yeah. And I was like, well, just, <clears throat> just keep doing just relax and keep doing And then like, pop, pop, and pop. So I popped yeah. all four, and even even after I popped in the last frame, I still if I spare it, I could still beat him. I was just too goddamn mad to throw another ball. I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember not. asking you after, I was like, Lenny, yeah. like, are you sure you don't want to throw that shot? And you're yeah. like, Yeah, I'm, I'm too, I'm too mad. I'm too mad, and and I also, I, like, I'm in the position now where it's like, if I threw that ball when I was that angry, I was probably going to throw it hard, and I was probably going to hurt my shoulder. I was just probably going to hurt myself. I just, yeah. nope, I'm too damn angry. It's crazy, yeah. though, because I, I saw a number of people get eight counts on head pins this weekend. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's an outside shot, but it's there. But it, it, I, I get it. So that, yeah, was, I get that, it. Was why, that was why the match against Mitch was so important. And then I was just fortunate that he actually struggled in that one, too. Once you get done that match, 
now now as long as somebody's going up both sides you have a you have an hour or half you know 45 minutes to calm back down get to your right mindset and you know go again but when I, you first I remember lose, I remember talking to you in that match against Mitch too, and that you're up a little bit, and you and you start that first game. You're on the same set of lanes, and you start that that third game again with a punch. You look at me as like I got PTSD from the last time. I was like, <laughs> Lenny, you're too dumb to think. And your wife wife does have a cu- a cool reminder here too that your kid was watching, so that might be a reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe we can talk about that. How cool was it? I mean. As a, as a spectator watching your your run up to step ladder, she was probably more intense than you were on the whole day. She She's was got a she was potty mouth. she was going ball for ball with everything you were doing there. Yeah, so. no, I, I'm quite sure she was into it. Yeah, no, and uh, yeah, and talking about talking about that, um, yeah, I'm just I really gotta uh, thank the Fab Five. That was incredible mm-hmm. uh, for her to get that shift. Um, that just first of all that took off. That took off a lot of heat off me, um, thinking I'm not going to have to pay for that first shift. And I, do, I don't doubt that that's also why I had a good Thursday. I think they played three-player well. That helped that. And then Melissa Manor uh, was watching the live feed and uh, and uh, texted Tracy and said if she wants to play another shift, she'd like to sponsor her oh. for another shift. Wow, so that's awesome. Thanks for that. That was just great. You know, it's, yeah, and she played well. Was, that's that's awesome. amazing experience for her to get that too, right? There were some really young kids that were playing that one local kid who I think was twelve years old. Here. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Very good good shooter too. Had a bright future. He's, uh, yeah, bright shooter. Let's do a quick little recap, guys, of our matches and stuff on the B side and we'll kind of work our way into the final here as we as we you know get in there. Uh Tim, who'd you play B side? I played Aaron, he blew me out too. Aaron, so we don't need to worry about that. No, See you no. later. Dexter, no, okay. you played uh, – this is where you played Mike, Mike. Hall then, and you beat Mike, and then you played Lonnie. You yeah. beat Lonnie. Had, uh, you had a solid one there. So, so yeah, I, I faced Mike in that first match, and it's, and on our set we were on 13-14, and this is right after uh, they were having problems on 13-14, and n- um, none of us played well. After, after, after two games, uh, I think the high on the set for two games was 480. And and then uh, yeah, Lonnie was facing Justin. I was facing Mike, and then me and Lonnie were both up top, and we both matched each other. We went five bagger corner spare to start, and at that point, it pretty much put the others, the other two away. Um, yeah. And then that's when Lonnie looked at me and said, "Hey, want to play for a drink this game?" And then I was like, "Sure, let's do that." And I promptly went up and went three pin, three pin through the hole, <laughs> and then he threw a spare, and then the other two conceded. And Lonnie looks at me, and goes. You owe me a drink. <laughs> God damn it! That's super yeah. funny. Yeah. And then you played him in the second round. Yeah, and and, and honestly, uh, that was probably the best that I I had felt rhythm wise in in four months. Um, I hit the middle twenty seven times, um, or I, I yeah I hit the middle every ball for twenty seven frames before he conceded. Um, I had one unsparable, um, and. All the spare balls I did have weren't even close. I just right. threw, <laughs> I just threw a ton of strikes, and then I, I made a couple of spares. And then Lonnie's like, "You're not allowed to do that, otherwise this match is over quick." Um, and then, but, uh, uh, yeah, made it through. And then you played Adam, and I remember watching that match because again, there was the whole there was empty behind you guys, and the crowd was all down at the other end, and you and Adam were just like 
throwing bombs. Adam was 900, you were 780, but only a couple of small punches in there that separated you. But guys, I remember you saying that you just you you just felt so comfortable out there throwing the ball. Yeah, 100. percent right? Yeah, I I just punched 910 the first game, punched 10 the second game, and um, Adam Adam just threw bombs. He never stopped yeah. hitting the side of the middle. He had a punch or two early in the first game. I think I had a, a small lead to start, and then uh, he just never stopped hitting the side. He played really, really well. So um, Yeah, and that was almost the moment where you think, like, okay, Adam Weber here is putting his name into the hat for a championship, yeah. you know, and yeah. obviously, unfortunately, ran up against Tyler, uh, and Tyler just kept going in his in that in that eighth match, right? But Adam yeah. had a great weekend and honestly looked like, okay, this is, this is Adam's time again, right? Back on top. Yeah. Uh, well, good run for you, Dex. Anyways, Kerry, how about your B side first match? I uh, was up against yours truly there, Daryl. Um, I know we we kind of joked around it about it after and even before the podcast here, but um, we didn't have the great great start to our uh, game one. That's for sure. We were both pretty horrible. Um, every time we threw a strike or a mark, we opened the next frame. It didn't matter if it was a punch or pitch pitch or whatever it was so um to start the match i think it, it was 214 for me and 180 yeah, for you something 186 like that. or something like that it was just yeah very sloppy ugly kind of play and just just yeah definitely wanted to shake yeah. it off but then we both played really well the second game uh 280 to 270 i think it was yeah yeah and then yeah and then game three it that's the way we should have played the whole match we were both throwing strikes everything was going really well you took the lead i think going into Frames five I, and six. I started the str- on the strike run earlier. I think in maybe yeah. three, four, five, six. I had a five bagger in there. I think, yeah. and then you started them later in five, six, uh, yeah. and then you obviously just kept running them. You, I was on top. You were below, so I was kind of you know kept the pressure, kept the pressure. I think I opened in nine, maybe nine, yeah, and you kept running them in nine, ten. So it was a three forty to a three seventy five last game, which made it respectable, obviously, but. Yeah. Uh, you came across yeah. and that was you know again one of those ones from my standpoint you just need a guy to give you one open right both of them me yeah. and john mo just just I, I mean the lack of experience you just you hope for that one little break that a guy might give you and get that lucky spot right um but kudos to both of you guys who were able to keep keep the pressure and keep the shots and keep going so uh, yeah we were kind of up. joking about it before i was i was shitting bricks because you even though you had opened i think it was six and seven or whatever frames it was for me to take the lead back a little bit, you would start throwing strikes again. And I sure I had a lead, but it was a one ball lead. Yeah, and then, it was. Even though you opened nine, I struck nine. It gave me a 40 pin lead, but then you struck out or you threw the first two in 10. And I think you might've pitched on the last I did ball. a pitch in 10. Yeah. So about an extra 10 yeah. points, maybe here and there, but. Yeah, gave me a chance if I threw. You the made the big shots. Yeah, you, right? yeah, you had the five yeah. or six bagger to finish, and they were just they were huge, big, you know, carry kite shots. So um, yeah, good on you for that. Then you ran up against uh, Alyssa, Alyssa and Alyssa Campbell. Give her some credit. She had a really solid weekend too, right? Really yeah, looked like she's the, worked on her game. Yeah, the only lady to make the cut, and she uh, she beat Mitch in her earlier match. Um, obviously, one of the favorites in the tournament, Mitch Davies, and then. Yeah, I ran up against her on lanes one and two, which I don't mind lanes one and two. It's actually one of my favorite sets there, even though you got to throw up the hill on lane one a little <laughs> bit. But um, we we played good. She she beat me the first game 
pretty pretty decently, and then I won the second game. So it was really a grudge match all the way till the end, and uh, she never let up. She made a couple small mistakes, but she spared everything, and then she uh, struck out 10, and I needed anything on the side sparable, and I unfortunately threw a split, first ball in 10 to lose, so she, she deserved that. it. She played well. I know you guys obviously uh, have seen her, you know, obviously know her game a lot better. Like, I have not watched her play lots. This is the first time I, and I just I couldn't believe how aggressive she threw. Yeah. Very aggressive. Super yeah. aggressive. Yeah. 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 A, a slow pitch background, or sorry, a fast pitch background, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it, was, it was nice to watch. It was just, you know, and it was, even even my daughter, you know, commented on, you know, the way she was, just the way she was approaching the foul line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 getting after sure. it, right? And then she ended yeah. up beating Mitch the following match, I think, too, right? So, no, he uh, she beat Mitch the first match on the okay. yeah, yeah, and then then beat me and then ran into Buzzsaw Tyler, yeah, so. and then Tyler uh kept going. John Moans, then both sides beat Taylor McCaw, Tyler beat Adam, we talked about, and then John Moans beat Tyler. Uh, on the B sides for John to be in the final against there. Now John Mullins, I mean obviously what a what a great weekend for him. Almost going both sides. Right, we've talked about his brother Brad doing it, so following there, but uh, Johnny Johnny played unreal and you guys Dex you were saying you and Johnny and for a long time. Yeah. I know you were saying Dex about uh, about how you've got to cheer for Robert, but it's kind of the same thing with Johnny. I don't know if there's oh, 100%. anybody out there that doesn't love Johnny. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, you're exactly, and you could tell like that that crowd was like so behind John, and that was no disrespect to absolutely anybody in that building. It's just yeah. that you cannot just love John Moans. Um, it was so cool to see him get his moment in the sun. Um, that guy has been super good. We became really, really close friends 15 years ago, 16 years ago in YBC when we were facing each other. Um, and we've stayed great friends since then. And um, that guy has had been talented for as long as I've known him. Um, and kind of, kind of lived in Brad's shadow when, when you know, he, he could have been, he, well, he probably should have been casting his own. And uh, it's nice to see him step out of it and, and uh, throw as well as he did. Um, it was amazing. It's the first time in my life I've seen John super serious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was so weird. But he was so focused and, and just throwing bombs all week. Uh, so cool to see him break out. So cool to see Robbie break out. Um, definitely the big feel-good moments for me for the weekend. Totally. For sure. I was going to ask that. What were the feel-good moments of the weekend? Like, What were the couple of key takeaways and sort of like, hey, there's some there's some guys that deserved it? Yeah. 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 Uh, John, obviously. And, and not to take anything away from Lenny either, right? Like, Lenny, you're a player of the year back in 2017. You had won the Regina Classic back then, too, in 2016. So to see you make the comeback after shoulder surgery and all that stuff, and then uh, to take another championship down and give your shot at another player of the year, that's that's got to be an amazing feeling yeah. for you. Uh, it is, of course, yeah. I, uh, I, I absolutely started this year throwing more games than I ever have thrown. Uh, I started with more expectations than ever. I was just expecting this to be my best year ever. And if you would have talked to me two weeks ago, it's absolute, uh, so it's been nothing but a nightmare. It's just been, I just, been inj- I couldn't, injury after injury, I uh, couldn't practice, couldn't do any, you know. Um, the only thing that even kept me in bowling was the fact that I was taking the cure to go different things. So I was in bowling hours. And then, you know, I really think 
like I, I, I work a split shift, so I have a about a three hours every morning where I'm, you know, I come home and to do whatever. But I, I usually every time I came home, I'd come home and I put on the toilet and just watch and watch, relax and make myself some breakfast and watch and watch. And I'd stretch them out so I could watch, you know, pretty much throughout the whole week and whatnot. And I, I, I you know, you're watching, you're watching people feel great. You're watching people have heartbreaks. You're, you're watching it. You're seeing everything. And, and you put yourself in all those positions and you, you know exactly what's going through their minds and what's going through, you know, and that's the only thing that really, so then it was kind of like I had talked to Akers about a month, month and a half ago and I told him, I said, I really wanted to play the Masters this year. I couldn't because I hurt myself. And I, I didn't throw a ball for five weeks after Edmonton because I had buggered up my elbow. And I yeah. said, I just couldn't. And then I even told him, I said, you know, I think I could probably play the uh, open and maybe started throwing a week before the open played and you know qualified in the open and i thought that we were going to play uh um the provincials at uh at this the danny bear's house that's what it was when i was going that was when i was going through all this holding trouble then so i already had started throwing a little bit of a hook and i thought oh good i can throw the hook there and then they said no it's going to be at uh it's going to be at golden mile and that's when I just said, okay, I said, I've got now two and a half weeks. I got to start trying to get the backup going. I've I got to try and still, and I really, it's a little bit of a backup, but I really couldn't even get the backup going. It's pretty much a straight ball. But uh, yeah, I just, I just, you know, so like I said, I know, I know it sounds, but I really came in with no expectations at all. I would but get my model, but I had no expectations. But do, do you think that I, I I think it is? But do you think that that's a major advantage? That's that's something that you go in without expectations, and th that just oh, allows yeah. you just to throw the ball Ex and not worry about results. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Expectations expectations are they kill you every time. You know how many people how many people like I I only play say maybe six rounds of golf a year, but if my best round of the year or one of you know maybe my second is going to be in that first round. But what I usually do is I go my first round play, and then after that it's like frustrating because now I played so well that first round, I'm expecting to do better, and it never happens. Yeah, absolutely. I was the same way. I didn't have any expectations of going into it from my bowling standpoint. I just said I I don't I'm not expecting to make the cut. I'm just going to go and play and be happy with what I do on the side. And it also so for some people it definitely works to not have the expectations. Yeah, like, right. I, I I think some people interpret it wrong too. Like when I say I had no expectations. That doesn't mean that I'm like I'm not. It's not that I'm not confident. I sit yeah. back and say, you know, if things start falling together. I, like, like I, I would have been, yeah. Like when when things started falling together, they'd be like, well, could you win this? In my head, I'm like, absolutely. Like, I, it's not going to shock me type of thing. But it's just a matter of, I don't know if I'm ever going to find the ball. I, I was quite cer certain that, like, I know that I've just had a shit game for spares this year because I've been trying to switch from different locations, and I said. Like, you know, I was fortunate enough that in that house, you know, you know, you didn't really need the spares if you got that late ball going. Like, you yeah. Know, I, I, I said, unfortunately, I said, if somebody came up to me on Sunday and said, I got a great spare game going, I'm going to tell them, well, then you're probably going to be sitting down because if you're using your spare game, you're going to be losing. Because, you know, the guys that are going to be winning this, they're just going to be running five baggers at you all the time. Yeah. yeah. Lots of strikes. It was great. Crazy. Um, I I want to maybe mention the the worst break in the 
in the tournament was lane nine for Taylor Michelle. Yeah. Yes, on that. What was that match that he lost and he him, was, him. had the chance? He was against just, Johnny. He needed that strike. He, he got the strike, I think, in a chop. I think he wins a strike. In a Johnny chop. Moans, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And it was yeah. just a bomb, too. <laughs> but he got it out there a little bit further. It went out a little bit further and hung out from the left and came cooking back in. And it hit that head pin, and that head pin just went flying. It was gone. And I remember there was guys standing on seven and eight and behind, but because of all the banners there, you couldn't see what was going on. So all they did was watch everybody's reaction from nine, ten side. And here he is, bulls it. And there's like, whoa! Uh, all they didn't know what happened. Was yeah, like, you like, know, and I, I was just going off of playing with him that first match in the, in the, in the A side. It was like, the only thing to stop him was maybe a plow. So one, once you see that it wasn't a plow, it's like, oh, they're all gone. Like, that was just his ball. He was carrying everything all, you know, all day. So to leave that point, it was just a shock. Yeah. 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 Crazy. It's fine. It's got to get people excited to go back for next year. Absolutely. Right. It's like, where's the next tournament this weekend? Right? Mitch and Greg must be. Stetler. Stetler Lanes. Stetler this weekend. <laughs> are, you, are, you right? hotel room. Oh, are, are you coming down? When are you coming down, Lenny? Well, Kira and I are just going to drive down Friday, because uh, then we have to drive eight hours away because she's got club volleyball on Sunday. So we're, yeah, okay. we're just going to drive up, play Stetler, and then, uh, and then drive home in the morning. Awesome. <laughs> well, we'll see you there on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we, we got a question from the crowd here. Dex, how was that pace of play on uh, Thursday oh. shift? Oh, I was just hoping we would skip over that. Uh, <laughs> pace of play for someone like me who plays fast was not ideal. Uh, just slight mistake with the with the um, the lane draw, and it just ended up with me waiting half an hour every game. Um, and uh, I mean, I shot twenty one thirty, and honestly, I felt like it played pretty good. Um, twenty one thirty is not a, not a bad score, but I definitely feel like I had like you know two or three frames where I was warming up, and 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 just just kudos to her. Just just Bear played really well through that too. Um, it was uh, it was just it was just different, but hey, th things happen. Like it, it is what it is. I needed to be better, um, but I play so fast. Yeah, we'll have, you know, maybe second or third fastest player out there, beside behind Lenny and maybe Mike Herbert, and we're on the two and two. I was like, oh no, but it is what um, it is. I need to be better. Yeah, like I should have done some not, squats or something in between. There's not much, like you know, I was I was uh, um. You know that that match that I lost to, to Ryan, you know, I went pop 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 pop. You know, Tracy was commenting. She knows because usually when I went up there, on one side of me was uh, Dwayne, who was taking some time, and then the other side was on the other set right beside me was Regan. So I had two guys that take a lot of time on the approach. But I just told them, I, I I said they were doing they were up up uh, when I was bowling the first twenty six frames. I said I didn't notice it at all. I said and I said every time I went up there. Lane would be like, go ahead. So, you know, he was offering for me to throw every time. And there was a few times where I just told him, I said, no, go ahead. I'm not ready. You know, I just, I'm just not ready. You go ahead and throw it. Yeah, I said, you know, it's just something you have to deal with. Um, mm -hmm. you, you know, if, 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 you, uh, if you let it bother you, well, that's on you. That's, you know, that's not on anybody. You can't really, uh, you can't really uh, dictate how anybody else is going to play. So. Yeah. yeah, totally sure. Uh, next big tournament is going to be Red Deer. Yeah. 
yeah. on the WCBT. Obviously, WCBT points carry. You updated all yeah. those points the other day, and you that's bet. cool to see. I, I can bring that up right now. Let's uh, let's take a look at our our uh, WCBT points for the final tournament here. Um, so, obviously, Tyler Tickhead is yeah. in the lead. Um, Lenny's taking over second. Myself, Derek Gall, Adam Weber, Tim Wiseman, John Moens. Mark Miller, Bradley Tickcat, Mitch Davies, Ian Howe. And there's actually a tie for 12th. Um, so the way the tie is discussed or We're going to talk about this as a board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the old rule <laughs> was uh, your, high, your highest tournament is the deciding factor. So Greg DeGrazi actually would be in 12th, but let's be honest, it's not going to come down to that because... There's a bunch of people playing the Heritage Traditional, so um, I'm sure Dexter and Greg will probably try and improve on their scores. So yeah, it probably won't come it. down to that this yeah, time, both, but that is the deciding factor. Top two out of four, right? Two tournaments. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Lenny? I said, yeah, if they both decide that they're not going to improve and they're going to sit on their 127, they both miss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it, it's tight in there. It's really tight between, I mean, yeah. really fifth and... Fifth yeah. and fifteenth. Well, 15th, Wolfson yeah. and McCaw both have a hundred points. Well, that's a big number, right? Yeah. Bradley's yeah, got exactly. a one thirty, and then he's got a seven as a throwaway. So, and, and, and then you get somebody that wins, get one hundred seventy points, that changes everything. They could be off. Yeah, the board. could be a lot different. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the the WCBT points. So that's how you qualify for the WCBT Tour Championship. And then there is a Player of the Year race. Um, so it is all your tournament points. So I am still hanging on to the lead, barely by a thread over Tyler. And Lenny, of course, is right behind us. And then we got Adam, Derek Gall, Tim Wiseman, Greg. Um, even like Dexter, Mitch, like it, all the way down to 15th once again, um, all has player of the year chances, right? He won a third gets you enough to pass myself all the way from 15, uh, from 15th. So yeah. Crazy. Lots of room in there. <clears throat> what, what about um, what about the five pin universe rankings? Did anything change yeah. on that, Gary? Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, Tyler Ticken has officially taken over first place. Uh, congratulations <laughs> to him; He's, he absolutely deserves it. Um, it's Should awesome. we go back and talk? I think there was a podcast or there was something or somewhere along the lines we talked about who the best player in Canada was right now, and I might have said mm -hmm. Tyler Ticket. And here we are, right? Three quarters of the way through the year, and we got Tyler Tickett, best player in Canada. Careful, you're going to throw your shoulder out pat yourself on the back. Then. <laughs> or, or, or pick hey, man, I did that a lot this weekend. So, hey, hey, I'm still riding this wave. I'm still riding this wave, honey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, Tyler has moved up from second to first. Uh, Dexter has obviously just slipped down one spot, but he has <laughs> literally no points at the Heritage Traditional, so lots of room to improve for Dexter still. Um, Adam, Bradley, myself, Mitch Davies, Greg, Sylvain, Len, and Tim round up the top 10. Nice work, uh, Lenny making a big move, moving up Len into the top 10. Well done. Yeah. yeah. But give, you, give us, you give a lot of people hope up there, Len. You know that, right, bud? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of give a lot of dim-witted people a lot of hope. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, if people don't know how these rankings are made up, it's just the WCBT points. Um, 
moved over a depreciation scale over so many years. And uh, yeah, so some of us are clinging on to uh, a top 10 area based on tournaments from three, four years ago. So uh, hopefully we pick ourselves back up out of the out of the mid middle of the field here, hopefully soon and stay up in the top tens, but good to see yeah. you. Well, well done on keeping all those up to date, buddy. Stats are important and everybody likes to see them and it's uh it's neat to see the rankings and now I've got data and just it's a yeah. Everything's good about the sport right now, I gotta say. Absolutely. It wasn't it's not a problem after Regina because we spend a lot of time in the airport before we get flown out. So Lots of time to update that stuff. Uh, you but, should probably wait until you're home before you do it. Yeah, you like you like the six posts that the WCB team made because I kept missing <laughs> did, people. Did we ever get engagement though? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The more I post, the more people pay attention. So that was just for engagement. <laughs> so yeah, so Red Deer's coming up next. It looks like they they opened up entries this week. Um, entries are flowing in. Um, yeah. Baker's has got a wait list. Doubles has got a wait list. Um, I think I, I think they just moved, opened up doubles to twenty teams now. To doubles to twenty teams. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, Acres, Acres is already waitlisted too. Now, now there isn't a poster out that I can see. The website's down, so it's hard to see. So the one thing that I I, I just want to make sure people know is that the doubles is five hundred a person. It's a thousand dollars a team. Um, I know. I just want to point that out because I know um, because Calgary is. Um, 500 team or 400 team? Uh, 500 person. Team, 500. Yeah. So j just keep that in mind. But it, I love, I absolutely love seeing the entries in there. It's yeah. amazing. So full. That's awesome. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So for the people that um, don't know that are listening on YouTube, um, they may not know that the entries have opened because unfortunately, I think it's only posted on Facebook. So if you're listening on YouTube, you don't have a Facebook account. Please let some of us know. You know where our email is, and we'll try and get the entries into the people that I think they're just accepting on Facebook. I haven't seen anything else outside of that. So, no. um, yeah, get a hold of somebody that you know that has a Facebook account, and they can uh, message Mike Tweedy or Cindy or the Heritage Traditional directly and get your entries yeah. in. Yeah, do it to the Heritage Traditional directly. Yeah. Kind of like um, Paper Trail. Yeah, it, hopefully they get their website up quickly enough that the entry forms can be filled out there because you don't want to miss out on a spot just because you don't have a Facebook account. So let's get that going. Um, yeah, so I think that's a wrap. Hey, Lenny, yeah. our, our Regina Classic champion from 2022. Amazing. That's awesome. Good job, bud. Are you the oldest winner ever? Oh, I'm assuming that Gino must have won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I actually knew that. I just thought I'd ask. Gino's been winning everything. Come on. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I will be the oldest winner in about eight years yet, Dex. When I... oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. perfect. I still got to take down Edmonton and uh, Red Deer. Or, sorry, mm -hmm. Edmonton, Red Deer, and Calgary, I guess. Because uh, the other one I've got is uh, Manitoba and KG. Oh. But, uh, gotcha. yeah, I, would, I, would, I would like to try and get a title wherever the tournament, so I would like to get one. Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Lenny. Yeah, it, was, it was close, uh, Lenny. It was to, close. To, to our <laughs> championship. It's going to be at Sure Park, and I think we're going to have the filming on three and four. So, um, I Best know we're in the house. <laughs> 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 Very not. 
Ukraine friends to send you a grenade to throw down those two that barrel. <laughs> and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, but it's 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 in my head, but it's never gonna leave there. Didn't, maybe, you, play, maybe, didn't maybe. you play good there last time though? I'm sure you actually did. No, like I just missed your cut there last time when I I was like I literally this tournament you guys just had there. I think I literally threw a buck forty or buck sixty <laughs> in game six to miss the cut by twenty or thirty. Like it was terrible. Well, I'll just be the warm-up lanes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do our all-star draw, and then we'll let everybody go for the evening. Um, good luck, everybody. 23 entries. Curtis Kaplan. Ooh, Kaplan. Attaboy, Cap. It's good hanging out with him for the weekend. It was yeah. awesome. Him yeah. and his... Tight white pants. He was showing yeah. off. Yeah, his yeah. white, his white exactly. shirt is the mouse. The mouse shirt. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, go it's bombers. Been a great podcast. Go bombers yeah. this weekend. Yeah. EB's not yeah, there. Go probably... bombers. Yeah. See you on the lanes, DB. See you on the lanes. Be in the lanes, guys. We get we get lane fifteen. The guys are excited to set up on lane fifteen. Go bombers. Oh, and I am gonna just say this. Just, just it, it kills me to say it, but um, watching you guys and you know you got your. Uh, different guests coming in i hate to say it but i definitely think mitch davies was uh has got the just the best commentary oh yes, yes. yeah i know he's his, great his commentary was incredible absolutely yeah. incredible yeah yeah okay there and you go mitch you got a full-time job but... yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds good all right, all right guys yeah. we'll let you go thanks again lenny everybody have a great week no. thanks, guys. thanks everybody thanks lenny <laughs>